Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged, exclusive to the Ginger's Perspective. Joining me as always, Justin Ferrier, South Africa's authority on mixed martial arts. And we saw EFC 54 at Sun City just a few days ago. Justin, you were there in the action, in the thick of things. And let's start off with, with Andrew Fonsale. He's got the heavyweight strap around his belt yet again, around his waist yet again for the third time. What a warrior he was. Let's take nothing away from Elvis Moyo, who threw everything but the kitchen sink at the man known as One Gear Fonsale. Andrew Vincel is probably one of the toughest men on the planet. I'd like to wear him as a bulletproof vest because he just seems impenetrable. Elvis <laughs> went to town on him for three rounds. I judged the fight. I had Elvis and the other two judges had Elvis ahead on points in the first three rounds. Elvis's hands were crisp. His sprawl was good. His swimming for underdogs was great. His fence work was good. Um, he reversed Andrew. Andrew looked defeated. His eyes were like... He Elvis landed body shots on on Andrew that I could they like they hit you like a thud cage side. It was it was hard to watch. It was one of those fights where you're thinking, come on, bud, just go down. Just you know you don't need to prove yourself anymore. And uh, Andrew kept at it, pressed for the takedown. He looked gassed. He he eventually got double unders. He eventually dragged him down to the to the ground and and got a full mount. And that was all she wrote. He cut Elvis badly, and Elvis was done. Yeah, Elvis Moyer, I mean, you've got to take your hat off to the man. He has come on in leaps and bounds. Yes, we know that that, that boxing has always been his forte. And as you mentioned, the hands were crisp, but he has come on a long way. Unfortunately, he misses out on that gold strap. But it's not necessarily the end of the road. And I think at the end of the day, Andrew Fonsell just showed how tough he was. I mean, there was another title up for grabs on the night. And JP Bass becomes the youngest ever champion in the EFC and he's impressing people at the moment certainly a guy now with a target on his back he's a, he's a good kid man he's a well-mannered boy he you know Clint Walters Baldwin's coach put something on social media you could see they trained for it I'm not I'm not uh, convinced that they specifically trained the standing arm triangle but they definitely trained the pressure game so they took what they could get they put Baldwin under pressure they took away the space they know Baldy needs a needs space to work um, he's got long arms uh, to get his rhythm going, and they switched him off quickly. It was a very effective game plan. The future of the sport certainly looks like to be in good hands. Unfortunately, I suppose the event was a little bit tarnished in a way because Shana Powers didn't make weight against Amanda Nilo, and, and, and we really wanted to see that fight. I mean, the inaugural title was up for grabs, and I'm just disappointed. I mean, I expect all the athletes to be professional at this stage we're not we're not talking about efc 0203 we're talking about 54 you know they're professional athletes there's no excuse to miss weight and in such a big way why am i off the mark here justin it's a difficult one yes you half of me says take uh, give them the benefit of the doubt they are a camp that is very professional they do not miss weight this is their first time missing weight um other offices, press release said that Shana had a heart condition, um, but why didn't her coach know? Um, 
Richie's very involved in their lives. I know that. I think she didn't tell him. That's pretty much what I got from the situation. But health comes first. She didn't make the weight. She was off by 800 grams. She tried to make the weight and then damaged herself. The doctors then made the decision. Yeah. Uh, the fight was going to go on. It just wouldn't have been a title fight. It would have only been a title fight for Amanda. But she was too depleted because she tried too hard to get it. Um, it's very sad because it would have been a great fight. Um, Amanda was in shape. Shayna looked to be good uh, a couple of weeks out. A couple of people saying that she was heavy in the photo shoots, etc. Who knows? I mean, it's, there's so much speculation. People are going to be negative. They're going to try and throw yeah. shade over these things. Of course. I don't believe that. I just think that it is genuinely a medical issue. I'd, they've never, never done it before, so it's benefit of the doubt yeah fair enough fair enough i have to agree with you i think the fight fit militia guys uh run a, a well-oiled machine and yeah maybe maybe she was um hiding something you know we, we never know the real story i heard that out 18 weeks out from the fight she was walking around at 72 kgs but as i as i say look it's unconfirmed it is a shame I know that Shana will be back. She's learned a valuable lesson um, from here. There's no doubt she's got UFC written all over her. She's a spe special fighter, and, and I'm sure she'll bounce back from this. It's just a pity it had to happen now at this event. Well, the, the whole thing about this, the positives that come out of this for Shana is that everybody knows her name. So people want to watch her fight now, whether they want to watch her lose or watch her win. They still want to see her fight. So she, there are positives that have come out of this. Um, difficult. Yeah. Obviously, I think she was devastated, and I think she sincerely she sincerely apologised to Amanda. I feel sorry for Amanda because rumour mill has it that Amanda is going to fight uh, Elizabeth Paré. Oh she wow. Fought in Durban. Yes. She fought in Durban. Not confirmed, but this is the talk. Sure. She. I happened to work that event, and I was in the back wrapping someone's hands, and I saw her warm up, and I saw her hold down a hundred kilo man, and she's a small woman. And I, and I saw her with unbelievable wrestling, unbelievable power, and, and she came out and uh, dismantled Amanda. I mean, Amanda was tough to hold onto the chug so long, but the boxing was good. But, uh, Elizabeth's from a boxing background. Yeah. Um, but she's she's tough as nails. And again, like I said, with the Elvis and Donnie fight, I felt that Elvis would have dismantled Donnie, and now Elvis is not the title holder. And yeah. I think that will be a similar thing where Amanda just loses out because of a victim of circumstance. Well, shame. It is a pity, but it is sport and uh, never a dull moment, that's for sure. Apart from one fight in particular that stood out that was rather dull. And I I was expecting a lot more from, from the Henry Tfadipe uh, fight. Unfortunately, I mean, a, a DQ and Fadipe gets a walkthrough to, to take on Drikas Duplessis for that welterweight title. And I'm not saying anything wrong with Henry Fadipe here, but... Bruno Makulu, like, what was he thinking? What was going on? I mean, from a technical point of view, Justin, not engaging your opponent, is that a sign of fear maybe or not wanting to get hit? Because no one likes getting hit, let's be honest. Absolutely. It's a sign of timidity. It's a 100% correct call. Um, the, the ref was well in his right. He gave you enough warnings. There was a point. There were two point deductions, and then he called the fight. So well within his rights, the crowd was booing, etc., etc. Not that that's an indicator, but um, I think from what I saw, Makulu ate a hard shot early on because Felipe was throwing with venom. Yeah, he really was landing, and if somebody had stood in front of him, it would have been knocked out of the night. So Makulu, I, I, I do feel it was was timid. 
he says he was trying to play the points game. No, he was turning his back and running away. He was not engaging. Yeah. Uh, sad to see, um, but it is what it is. Felipe, yeah. I can tell you now that that's not going to happen with Trickers. Trickers, if anything, is going to rush forward at, at uh, Henry and put him under huge pressure. But uh, it was good to see a focused Henry. You know, he when he when he lost to Adam, he almost didn't take it seriously, and Adam put in the hours and grounded him away yeah. and frustrated him, and, and then Henry disappeared. Um, and now he's revitalized, refreshed. He's got that same spunky attitude that he had before, and he's in great shape, and he's throwing bombs. He's a dangerous striker, and and I think that Henry Fadipe, when the stars align, when everything clicks. He is unstoppable, and uh, look, it is going to be a totally different story with Drikas Duplessis, the welterweight champion of EFC. He is a phenomenal talent, but anything can happen, and Fadipe is that dark horse, the unpredictable dark horse that could just well cause an upset. So we'll uh, focus closer to that one when it happens. EFC 56, I think it is. Uh, that is going to be mouth-watering stuff. Justin Ferrier, let's turn our attention now to what's happening abroad in the UFC because one of the legends of the Ultimate Fighting Championship, Georges St. Pierre, is now a free agent. Is it a big deal in your opinion because he is a legend of the UFC but now with a bit of a botch in the legal work or the paperwork, according to his lawyer, he can now fight for any organization potentially even EFC, although money will come to play a part, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know if we can afford them in this country, especially <laughs> with the exchange rate, that'd be hard. Um, I don't know the truth in that. I mean, I know that he says it, but it could just be firing up uh, his career. There's no doubt what GSP did for the sport. He is somebody that, when I first started enjoying the, he was somebody that you look up to and somebody that you watch keenly. He was great. But saying that, out of sight is out of mind. You can never deny that he he needs a place in the in the in the great wall of fame, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you're saying saying to him he's he's been out of action for so long. Yeah. Is he able? It's a young man's game. He's older now. It's a bigger man's game. These kids that are for coming through are massive. George is not that big. He's a great wrestler. He's dynamic, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But is he able to handle the pressure at that level? I'm not convinced. You think we could see him potentially fight Robbie Lawler? I know Lawler's come out and said he doesn't. GSP doesn't want to fight me, but could we see that? I mean, that would be great for that Toronto card because it clearly needs it. It's a weak card. It's only got. I mean, if DC and Anthony Johnson fall out that card, there's a lot of no-name brands there. I know that that makes for good fights, but it doesn't make for good pay-per-view sellers. So that's good. It's good for the for the up-and-comers to fight on a on a fight night card. Hard to sell a pay-per-view without any names. It would be great for sales. I don't want to see Robbie Lawler fight again. Um, <laughs> I think that he's past his prime, and, I, I, yeah. and a fighter never knows when to stop. Yeah. And, and history is riddled with guys that went two fights too many for the money and their ego and their pride, etc. I, I don't. The card needs it, but I don't want to see it. All right. If that makes any sense. I understand. Uh, Justin, uh, just a quick news flash. Well, it's not so much news flash now, but UFC 207 sees the return of Ronda Rowdy Rousey. She takes on Amanda Nunes. Uh, just a quick thought on that. I mean, the return of Ronda, I mean, she will be loving to get back into that octagon and get a W. She's a rock star. So it is exciting news. 
make no mistake, it's good to see. Hard fight against Nunez, uh, who's on a tear. <sighs> Is Ronda with her right camp? I'm not so sure. She's being loyal, etc. But her camp is in a downward spiral at the moment. Her boyfriend Travis Brown fought terribly in his last fight. There's a whole controversy around her coach and there's negativity around there the whole time. He's tax evading and problems in court and he fights with everybody and doesn't corner well, etc. etc. I know he's got a lot of um, status from Ronda, etc. and from his wins, but he just hasn't carried it through. He, he just... Oh, man, he, I think he needs the win more than Ronda needs the win, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But it is exciting. It's on New Year's Eve. Um, everybody's going to tune in for that. I reckon she's up there with people wanting to watch her fight like Connor. Yeah. So I, I want to watch her fight, but then again, I'm not much of a benchmark. I want to watch everyone fight. So. <laughs> uh, quickly, Justin, uh, let's have uh, a bet. I mean, uh, bet exchange. Uh, they've got some decent odds, that's for sure, on MMA. Let's have a quick, uh, I don't know, where the smart money is this week. Um, I don't look, there's a fight not happening. Um, Dosanios versus Ferguson. Can't call that fight. My heart says Dosanios. Not sure. Um, but where I do see some money is uh, close to even money, 12 to 10. I would say Marcin Held is fighting Diego Sanchez. I think Diego Sanchez is past his prime and he's scratching now in different weight divisions. Um, but because he won UFC 1, he's still a seller for them. So he's uh, stacking up cards, etc. And then there's a guy called Rashid Magomedov. Um, he's fighting. So those two, Magomedov and into Marcin Held, Marcin Held, sorry, 12 to 10. Short money, but pretty solid. Worth a punt. Worth a punt. Yeah. Justin Ferrier, thanks very much for your time here on MMA Uncaged. Now, just to let you know, UFC 205 is probably going to be the biggest UFC in the history of the organization. Madison Square Garden. It's all happening in New York for the first time. You can see something special there. Conor McGregor is obviously going to bring the house down. He claims he'll be the first ever UFC athlete to hold consecutive belts in two different weight divisions. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. It will make for interesting viewing, but we will have a podcast just on that. So in case you're wondering why you guys didn't or why we didn't talk about 205, the next podcast will be dedicated. We'll break it down. That card is amazing, Justin, and I know you can't wait for it. Cannot wait. It gives me goosebumps just talking about it. All right, Justin, I'll catch up with you again next time. Thanks very much. Remember, check out csduplicy.co.za for MMA Uncaged.